Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. The Jericho Network on Westwood One. X-Pac 12360, featuring weekly news, insider commentary, and interviews with superstars, past and present from the world of pro wrestling. A new day is dawning for DX. And now, your hosts, Sean, X-Pac, Wolfman. Welcome to X-Pac 12360, everyone. A little bit later on, I'm really, I know it might not sound like this, because you know, the way I'm talking, but I'm actually really excited about our guest. Yeah. Um, I've known him for many, many years, like way, like over 25 years. Yeah, actually. Uh, the first time I ever saw this guy walk in the locker room on one of the shows I was wrestling on and somewhere in Minnesota or Wisconsin, but um, anyways, I've never seen anybody this massive in my entire <laughs> life, man. Was he literally twice your size back then? It was, I mean, and I'd seen, like, the Warlord, who's another Minnesota guy, mm-hmm. and just massive, but I'd never seen anyone, like, with this kind of just muscle mass. That I mean, he was 350 pounds, because I remember asking him, looking up at him and going, how much do you weigh <laughs> looking at him? It was Scott Flash Norton. That's who our guest is going to be this week, or yeah. you know, a little bit later on. And uh, yeah, I would just talk to him on the phone. And, you know, uh, uh, I still pretty sad actually. You guys, I'm not going to lie to. Um, you know, it was last week. You know, and people know why. And uh, uh, so I just got back last night actually, mm. and I haven't seen. You know, I have had a lot of shit going on it's hard to focus on wrestling uh but i'm still trying to uh but um yeah i uh, i it was a tough week so uh you know people are like we you know we're here for you this and i'm really grateful but like i don't need to be you know lean on any like i had to be that person for my kids you know that i'm here for them like okay like so um yeah it did feel good though like i mean thousands of people reached out i'm not gonna lie well of course i'm not gonna lie about that duh people say that so much i'm not gonna lie (laughs) uh yeah so um anyways it was a tough week uh just want to just say that and get that out of the way Sure. Um, I'm happy that we have a, have a guy like Scott on on a show to, to help. Yeah, I, what I was just the reason why I was saying that is because I, I was I got here a little while ago and I was just lost and walked in the studio and like I like I got nothing, you guys, mm-hmm. you know, and I couldn't really help you guys, um, you know, with ideas and 
And then, you know, you guys come up with ideas, and I'm like, nah. You know, but I don't I didn't have anything either. And and, um, and I, I got Scott Norton on the phone, and, man, as soon as I heard his voice, I just freaking lit up. I could just feel myself. And just, I got this big smile on my face. And because he's just, it's big and, I mean, some of the stories, like, are just ridiculous stories. Like, Minneapolis, like, this guy's a legend as far as, like, you know, we were talking about animal last mm-hmm. week. Grandma bees. About grandma bees. Well, like, Scott Norton wasn't a, I don't think he ever worked at grandma bees. He might have went through there after those guys, but Scott Norton was, you know, he worked in some clubs and. Minneapolis, and uh, yeah, no, I, there's a lot of story, a lot of stories of Scott, just ridiculous. We'll I mean, have to get they, into a couple of them then. Well, I mean, <laughs> I, I only like, anyways, but and he's a pretty humble, humble guy actually for all the shit this guy's done. Sure, you know, um, world arm wrestling champion, like the first guy I ever seen, like uh, the late Cleve Dean. He was a um, he was a world champion arm wrestler and like no one could even move his arm for many many years until he kind of got sick mm. you know a little bit sick and uh even after he got anyways i'm not we're not here to talk about cleve dean sure but scott was the that's why they call him flash because he flashed cleve dean he was an over the top yeah. you know yeah so uh yeah not only that, but just all this stuff. Anyways, we're going to talk to Scott about that stuff. <laughs> yeah. All right. And like you mentioned last week, you know, this show is an escape for the fans, and this show yeah. will be an escape for you today, too. We're going to have a good time, yeah. and, and your buddy's going to be on the show. It's going to be great. Yeah. So, uh, but let's talk about a few other things going on. All right. Well, I'm going to do my best Denise today. She's not here, so I apologize. Yeah. You have to stare at me. But uh, Neville, a.k.a. Pac, has made his return to professional wrestling. He did it at Dragon Gate uh, just last mm-hmm. night, I believe, Jimbo. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, you predicted this a while back. You said, I think he's going back to Dragon Gate. And sure enough, uh, you know, he was there for five years. He won three different titles. And now he's back joining the Red Faction and place went nuts. I think I'm pretty sure I remember shitting all over that when you said that, too. (laughs) (laughs) Just wanted to acknowledge that, Jimbo. Jimbo nailed it. (laughs) I'm curious to see how he's going to be there as a heel. Because before, when he was in Dragon Gate, he was always a babyface. I mean, is that a thing there, babyfaces and heels? Mm -hmm. It's a pretty strong divide. Oh, okay. With factions, especially with factions. Yeah, so I'm curious to see how he's going to be received there as now he's a bad guy because everyone's wanted him to come back so they want to cheer him but now he's a bad guy it's a thick faction so. over there i'd like to see if he's going to be the head of it i mean with the, fan, the fanfare of him returning that's a huge deal for dragon gate i i think it's just one of many things i'm pretty sure that uh well i'm not pretty sure but i'm i'm guessing i'm guessing that's the way i should have said that there you go i'm guessing that uh that he's going to not put all his eggs in one basket. No, no that's he's... the thing in the you know in these days is not to do that is to have a lot of different things going on. That way, if something that's not just wrestling, folks, that's life these days. That's anything you're doing. Like right. diversify. Do not give one particular entity like all the power. So what you're saying is you're guessing he did not sign an exclusive contract. That's what contract. I'm saying. There you go. Thank you. No exclusive contract. That's what guessing. I'm trying to say. <laughs> but congratulations <laughs> to him. It's great to see him back. Yeah. And uh, whew, he's he is something else. For Anywhere sure. that he shows up is a huge, huge, uh, 
huge positive for for whatever promotion like he turns up in uh i people have been waiting for a while you know and the only reason you're not talking about him and like you know the best in in the world is because he hasn't wrestled in a while yeah you know watch watch him enter that conversation rather quickly moving forward no doubt about that. Yeah. yeah, it's been over a year, so it's good to have him back for sure. Uh, NWA, as we all know, NWA 70th anniversary is coming up October 21st in Nashville. They made some big announcements over the weekend. Uh, number one, Jazz will be defending her women's title. She's had it for almost 750 days. Have not announced the opponent though, but uh, they put out a really great video. Dave Lagana, you know, yes. of the show, incredible video showing Jazz, you know, in her real life working at a prison and then having her talk about what the title means to her. I thought it was great. Yeah. There's a like, there's a little bit of a, I mean, history of uh, the the ladies in, in our industry also working uh, other jobs in prisons. Hmm. Susan Green. Okay. Yeah. Did you know? Do you remember who that was? I Sue do not. Green. Yeah. Sue Green was a prison guard. Yeah. She was a badass too. You know, and uh, that's that describes jazz. She is a badass. Like, um, you know, you know, um, Lou's down here snoring. Like a <laughs> mother effort. Uh, anyways, yeah, Jazz is, when you talk to her and when she talks to you, you know you're talking to to somebody realer than the usual people Mm -hmm. that you run it. Not, you know, not that the other people aren't, but like she just brings it, like you just feel it more. Like she's, uh, you feel the badassery. Yep. And I love in the, her presence. The video she said, you know, she tries to provide hope for people yeah. for the for the inmates, and but then when she gets in the ring, this she deserves this moment to be at NWA seventy. Yeah. She really does. It's yeah. exciting to see. And I hope it's not, I you know, and even if it's just there to pass the the, the torch to someone else, um, which I wouldn't mind. You know, I mean, I, I haven't seen her lately, but I can imagine she could probably still go. Yeah. Yeah. Without question. So. If that's the case, if she can still go, you know, maybe uh, let's let's keep it on her mm-hmm. for a minute. Yeah, it's exciting to see who the yeah. opponent's going to be. Also, it's compelling. It's compelling because she has a story. Yeah, and you know, and that's what's so great about the um, the ten pounds of gold. And uh, and you know, like as Dave was talking about when, when he was on the show a few weeks back, um, you know, it's a, it's it's just the, the the way they're doing this, you know. The way they're presenting the the NWA product is so different and so cool. And it kind of reminds me a little bit of how we got to know Tim Storm on a national level. You got to love his story. The guy is still a teacher at 53 years old, and he carried that title around for over a year with so much pride, and he has a lot to do with this resurgence of the NWA. Yeah. Oh, Tim? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, you can't, like, you know, we know know Tim. Mm -hmm. We feel like we know Tim now. He's one of the greatest human beings yeah. you'll ever meet, too. And he looks great. And he looks the part, like when he's walking down the, to the ring with those guys wearing the black suit, and, yeah. you know, a very distinguished etched face, you know. Uh, yeah, he looks like a man. <laughs> or, I mean, not that other people, you know what I mean? He's yeah. got this particular look to him, you know. Uh, and, uh, and so it's nice to still see Tim Storm in the picture. 
And we will see him on October 21st. I don't know in what capacity exactly, but guaranteed he's going to have to be there, which is pretty cool. Also, uh, NWA announced they're going to bring back the, well, they're going to have a tournament to decide the new NWA national champion. The field of competitors will include Colt Cabana, Scorpio Sky, Mike Paro, Jay Bradley, Sam Shaw, Ricky Starks, Willie Mack, and Sammy Guevara. Yes. And I was was asked... uh, uh, after Dave came on the show, he, uh, he mentioned to me if I was interested in participating. Mm. And I, I, I put some serious thought into it. And uh, I'm just not sh- sure right now. I, I mean, not that I won't be in the future, but I didn't feel, just like with the Battle Royal at All In. Sure. Because you were approached to do that as yeah, well. Yeah, and I just, like, maybe coming, maybe sometime in, in the near future, I'll be, I'll, feel comfortable you know doing that but i don't like i'm comfortable going and have matches but mm-hmm. you know on a bigger stage and you know you know that many people watching i'm i i'd rather be uh you know be able you know a little sharper well Let's usually you like to perform in tag matches instead of singles if you went back to do something with the nwa is going for the nwa title something you would consider would you like to face cody i i <laughs> Of course, in my mind, I would, but like, I don't know if uh, I'd have to have some singles matches, you know, uh, before I, again, before I even thought about that, before I even like seriously considered it, you know, because uh, I mean, I talked to Nick Aldis in private about, or he mentioned it to me, you know, mm-hmm. and I, I, when he did, I mentioned, I, I thought about it and I'm like, I don't think I could do it, you know. Do it justice at the time. But that shows just the level of respect you have, not only for the business, yeah. but the self-awareness. It, it's nice to have the offer from All In and from the NWA. Yeah, I'm grateful for that. And it's flattering and, you know, it makes me feel good. As it should. <laughs> this is great I stuff. I like feeling good. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, what do you think about the Field of Eight? This is an incredible group, very eclectic group of uh, performers here. Yeah. You know, I'm particularly fond of Willie Mack and Colt Cabana. Mm-hmm. Um... I want. I pick Willie. I want Willie. I want Willie too. I'm yeah. sorry. I mean, it's, I got to go. Sky. If I had to choose, I'll out go of the with eight. Scorp, you know, but yeah, Scorp, but he was. A, he's a deserving. Uh, yeah, I don't think Willie needs it. Willie's got some other. Isn't he still? Isn't he carrying hardware like he some sure other is. promotions? Uh, Hollywood Heritage Champion for Championship yeah. Wrestling. He's still that. He just got back from Japan. He's going all over the place. Yeah, and he just wrestled Cody over the weekend. So, so. yeah, Scorpio Sky. Very deserving, and um, like he's got a he's got a lot going on right he's now. Got a lot going he's show, on. He's he's going out there and like you know showcasing himself, and uh, every time he gets a chance, he's you know mm-hmm. uh, he's delivering. And then of course with history though, you have Cabana as a former two time NWA World Heavyweight Champion. So yes. if he wins it, he's got the lineage there. Yeah. So this is a great field. Yep, great job by NWA putting that together. Yeah, and really not I. I um, I like the concept of how to get, you know, eight guys into three matches. Yeah, two yes. fatal four ways. That was a really great concept. Yeah. Two fatal Mark, four ways. Mark said earlier, yeah. Yes, it was uh, two fatal four-way matches, and the winners of those fatal four-way matches are going to be facing off for mm. the championship in a one-on-one bout. Yeah. There you go. And speaking of that, uh, Cody and Aldis is now going to be a two out of three falls match for the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. Okay. Yeah. So. And, and, uh. And what do you think? I mean, is is, is Cody the babyface? 
with the way Aldis was at all in, yeah. But Especially then again, in, after what he said, but they're going to be in Nashville. That's got to be oof. like dusty, dusty country. I guess you would yeah, say. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, like everyone's wanting to see Cody. I would think. I mean, but I they. But I mean, that's there's. It, they're, they're just two human beings, you know. Two two men like they were, you know. You know, Cody for his dad and and Nick for his son, mm-hmm. and it's hard to be. Hating on a guy who's doing something for his kids, man. I think it's going to be two competitors. <laughs> it doesn't have to be good, good bad guys. Right. I think you know? it's going to be two competitors you know? willing to do whatever it takes. If that means both of them bend in the rules, I think they're both going to bend the rules. People can take side, whatever side they want. Absolutely. And that's fine. And uh, I hope that when, when the people do, that they work accordingly. I'm excited for the 10 will. pounds of gold that's going to be preceding this because yep. that really helped me personally get the, the stage set for the all-in match. Yeah. And the, the extra little bit of, of flavor that the match needed, uh, I think, came in that video package. And yeah. they just knocked those so out of the park. I'm excited to see what they do for this one. Hey, did you see that? I think there, there was a tweet, like on a tweeted out and it said something like authentic is the new hardcore hmm. huh yeah right. and it was there was a thing of was it cody versus tommy dreamer did that happen i don't even know i don't know or, or something yep. anyways was that what it was mark or am i just i mean uh, i saw something i i think it was they, something to do with tommy dreamer yeah to, hmm. tommy dreamer he did something with the nwa at the was it with nick at house of hardcore oh there you go yeah, yeah. okay yeah okay. it was with nick all right. Yes, it was. And then, of course, uh, Cody faced Willie Mack over the weekend. But either way, go to NWA70.com to get your tickets October 21st in Nashville. And before we get into our interview with Scott Norton, last night on Raw, or I should say Monday night on Raw, uh, Shawn Michaels and Triple H took simultaneous choke slams from the Brothers of Destruction, which this marks the first time we've seen Shawn do anything like that in years. Yeah, it's, yeah. besides come out and Super give it the obligatory <laughs> kick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean... Uh, Sean came out and and uh, you know like he always does. He had very nice command of the microphone mm-hmm. and uh, and I, I you know it was your stuff. I mean, it, what you would expect. Mm-hmm. You know, there was nothing. You know, I mean, nothing out like I. There was nothing like really to write home about. It was the, the, you know the stuff yeah. he said, but it was the what you would think and. Uh, uh, you know, and then I mean, I, I, what do you think of it? I, I I enjoyed it. I think, of course, I think people were surprised to see yeah. Sean actually, but obviously it leads up to this Saturday in Australia. Yeah. But the big question is, will it lead to a tag match in Saudi Arabia in November, where Sean Michaels gets back into a ring? Um, yeah, probably. So? I mean, that's what I mean. That doesn't seem like. I mean, that's it. Just seems like they're uh, they're. That seems like to be the direction that they're not even, you know. Yeah. They're. It's obvious. I guess that's what I'm trying to say, you guys. You're not guessing. It took me just a <laughs> little bit to spit that out. Well, he's in great shape. He's spending a lot of time at the PC. Yeah. Kind of makes sense. And so, uh, uh, I liked. I think that. Um, I think Paul maybe had to tell. Kane to cut him off because like, he was kept fired. Kept when he came in, he kept on. He, I think he sh- he he was he was fighting a little bit too long there. I think he had tell. I I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty sure I heard. I saw him go. Hey, cut me off, damn! <laughs> it's fun watching you watch wrestling because your brain thinks so much differently and so much more in depth than everybody yeah. else. 
Yeah. Yeah, man, you just get tired of throwing punches. Damn, man, <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah, so, okay, uh, that's really, that's a huge deal. And uh, and um, how whatever happens with any of that combination of how whatever they can make from that uh, is going to be excellent. Yes. Because where what any of those guys, you know, have lost and you know uh athleticism character you know the, it's it. uh, the story they're masters mm-hmm. at storytelling and so that's... and that's the thing these days you know I, i'll just talk about real quick because i don't want to get into new japan show because uh, i didn't see all of it but um i was watching marty Skrull and, and will osprey and i can't imagine a match was better than that on New Japan show. Jimbo? It was great. I loved it. It was such a great match. It was, you know, these guys, there's so many guys out there that are pushing the bar, raising the bar, uh, as far as athleticism and moves you can do. Uh, What's going to stand out from now on is the actual storytelling and the psychology. Uh, So, yes, uh, as much as a lot of people have you know, you know, over the years, talked about uh, that in relation to you know uh, this particular style of wrestling, the cruiserweight style, the high flying style. Uh, that's what's going to end up having to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, for for um, for anybody to stand out. And and well, I have to take my hats off to those two guys because that was just—I mean—and they knew where they were on the card, mm-hmm. and they started the match uh, accordingly. Hot, right back. Started from, it hot. Right back from intermission. Yes. Standing Spanish That's fly. Right. One, two, kick out, rolls out of the That's ring, right. dive to the outside. Oh, Everyone just amazing like, stuff. Holy shit, yes. we're back. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, it was really good. And yeah. you're not the only one who thought that. Many people thought that was the match of the night. Clearly. Even though the main event was tons of fun, and obviously Cody winning from Juice Robinson yeah. was a bit of a surprise for some people, but yeah, yeah, amazing. but that was what I saw, and I was incredibly impressed with that. Wow! I think every match had great moments, but overall, that was the best sure. match from bell to bell. Yeah, Definitely. what a fun event, though! They put yeah. together a fantastic yeah. card, and the Walter Pyramid was. was Almost jam-packed. It was almost packed. And what sucks is, we were talking about this earlier, the, the seats are yellow. Yeah. Sure. So when they're empty, they're so like eye-catching for you. But even Kenny, at the end of the show, was like, I was here for the dark match, and I saw some empty yellow seats. But now I see a lot they of full seats. Back in the day, I think they used to put trash bags on the seats to make oh, them look like they were full. It still happens. <laughs> I, Someone I'm, does that. I'm on plenty of shows that <laughs> <laughs> like, I've seen that done around. Have you really? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, trash oh, bags are coming handy. I, never mind. I yeah. think I know what you're talking about. <laughs> Should we get to Scott Norton? Yeah, let's take a break. Be right back. Welcome back to X-Pac 12360, everyone. Joining us right now over the phone. He's a, he's a legend. He's a world arm wrestling, former world arm wrestling champ. Uh, legendary in Japan, I, yeah. former IWGP world champion, uh, uh, legend here in the States, mm-hmm. and uh, we were members of the New World Order together, and we're going to be teaming up this, I think it's October 18th, am I right about October that? October 19th. October 19th. 
at Glory Pro. At uh, Glory Glory Pro. What Glory Pro? How do Glory Pro Wrestling? Yeah, Glory Pro Wrestling. And uh, Scott Flash Norton, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. thank you so much. <laughs> hey, how you doing, John? Good talking to you, brother. Scott, thank you so much, man. Hey, I j- I had a shitty week this week, and uh, and it was. Uh, all the way until I talked to you on the phone a little while ago. As soon as I got you on the phone, man, uh, my face, you can ask my friends here. My His face. Yeah, man, I really appreciate that. That's what you do every time John, you're around. We always click, brother. Way back when I was running around tearing Minneapolis down. Yeah. And you were just a young kid. Yep. I mean, it's always been a click between you and I. You're a great guy, man, and I would do anything that you need, especially Thanks, for you, brother. Thank you. This I, has been a relationship that's gone way back. Man. Yeah, well, th- over there 25 years. Over 25 years. I um, I, I was telling these guys, the first time that I, I saw you in person, I was on a show. I was wrestling Ricky Rice on an independent show that Dale, you remember Dale Gagner, a.k.a. Dale Gagne? Oh, <laughs> he was running. Yeah, I sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, I won't get into that guy, but anyways, he was running the show, and uh, and I was on it. And you came in the dressing room, and I could not even believe what I was looking at, Scott. I was like, "Oh my god!" And I just, I was like, "How much do you weigh?" And you're like, 350 <laughs> pounds." And you were the most mad. And I'd seen Terry Sapinski, the Warlord, before, but I'd never seen anyone that massive in my entire life, man. Oh my god. <laughs> Well, you know, we put a lot of time in the gym, and yeah. uh, you know, when I just, you know, I just come off the, the, you know, fresh off the arm wrestling scene, and you know, I was putting it down there. You know, I was pounding, I was doing weights in the gym that people just dreamed about, and I was yeah. grabbing it for. Yeah, hey, you know, a blast, right? the, the legend, the legend in Minneapolis goes that the first time you ever got underneath uh, or sat down on the bench, you benched four hundred five oh. for like two. Or, yeah. That's well, insane. Hawk, Hawk, Hawk did that. Hawk says, get out of there, North Stride. All the guys are in the gym, Al Blake, all these big dudes. He says, just do it once. And I says, all right. I says, what the hell? So I got under there four or five and uh, I went up once and I did it again. So, I mean, it pissed a lot of people off, actually, you know. Well, yeah. <laughs> but Hawk, he's... You know, Hawk, I told you. <laughs> well, it was Hawk. Here, you know? Actually, it was Hawk that told me the story. That's why it was. That's why, actually, I think I got it right. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, Hawk. Might you know, Hawk was the greatest guy, man. If you were his friend, you were his best friend. For real. That dude would have done anything for any one of us, and it's just just terrible that he's not with us today. Yeah. I mean, there's certain people in this business. You know, we. We get along. We all make do. We, you know, make sure we we got to get done. What we got to get done. Yeah. But Hawk was a true, true friend like no other. I mean, that dude was just. Uh, he was a. I mean, growing up with him was just awesome. Hey, and you guys were both Henry High School, right? Yep, we went to, both went to Henry together. Yeah, because uh, I had wild, you know, going to high school with. The, with the road worm. <laughs> yeah. Well, see, I had I, I had Joe on last week, and we were talking about like the North Minneapolis versus Robbinsdale uh, rivalry, and the whole like you know the the McDonald's parking lot and all that. You have any memories of that? Yeah. Kurt Kurt hit and run. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, the, the 
Oh yeah, the punch, the punching hawk through the uh, through oh, the right, window. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Kurt drove hawk crazy at that for twenty years. He sure did. <laughs> no man, that was just a little brush up between guys. Yeah. We've always got along with the guys from Robinson. They always got along with us. I mean, they probably had the, the numbers on us, but uh, I'll take our firepower, brother. No hell yeah. Yeah, no, that was incredible. <laughs> so, what kind of crazy stories do you have from bouncing in Minneapolis? Oh, you mean that Grandma Bees? Oh, so yes. you bounce at Grandma Bees also. Oh, God, there's a ton of them. I mean, uh, I remember one day, me and Steve Lindemoon. Do you remember Steve Lindemoon from the gym? Yes. He was an ex, ex Marine, big yep. dude. And me and him, we always trained, and on Friday afternoons, we'd go, uh, Go have a couple of beers, you know, after we got done. And uh, we went down to Waldo's Bar, and uh, we're having a happy hour down there. We're just having a blast. And uh, about six, eight bikers come in, and this one dude was just getting out of hand, you know. And Danny Notch was the bartender. Danny yeah. wasn't a fighter, just a pretty passive guy, you know. So I walked up to the dude, and I told him, I said, you know, you got to take it light here, buddy. This is the same, you know, you're getting out of line, sell it down. So he wasn't in the back pocket. He grabbed a ball-peen hammer. Oh. Yes. And he raised that ball-peen hammer up, and I just drilled him. Oh. <laughs> and when I, I mean, when I hit him, this was lights out. They dragged this guy out. I mean, I figured they, they were taking him to the morgue. I mean, it was perfect. I mean, but he just, you know, he needed yeah. it. He needed to get you know, his ass handed to him, and he did. So anyways, we used to bench heavy every second Saturday at my gym on 44th and Lindo. 44th and Lindo, right Northside Gym. Yeah. Yeah. The Iron Den. So yep. anyways, we're down there, we're lifting, and uh, it's being about four or five other guys, and we're benching, and we're benching heavy, and we got our bench shirts on. And the next thing you know, I hear this motorcycle pulling up, blah, 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 shit. And it was that gang of guys. Ooh. Come walking in, they had even more this time, and I'm going, "Oh, we're we're toast here, man." I mean, we had these bench shirts on, we can't even move. Oh no, yeah, bench shirts. Are, and, anyways, yeah, yeah. So the guy comes walking up into the bar, and he's or the the gym, and he's just got a black eye, and <laughs> just a total <laughs> massive black eye. And he walks up, and he goes, "Man, last night, I'm sorry." Whoa. Wow. Says, okay. Uh, we were sitting ducks. They, they'd have tore our ass up because, you know, I mean, we couldn't get out of them bench shirts to save our ass. <laughs> <laughs> it actually reminded me of Any Which Way But Loose. Remember? Yes. Oh, whatever that, that show, Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood. Yep. Them goofy-ass bikers. <laughs> yep. Oh, yes, the Black Widows. And we laughed our ass off, and I'm saying, man, we got lucky there, dudes, because these guys could have kicked the hell out of us. <laughs> But yeah, that was just one that sticks out pretty good, you know. Yeah, but hey, but, you know, no, I'm sorry, keep going. You know, it just we're young, you know. I mean, Minneapolis yeah. is a tough, tough town. Unbelievable. I mean, it's a hard place to grow up. It's a hard place to live. It's, it's blue collar to the max. It's just a it's a rugged place, and there's a lot of tough, rugged guys up there, yeah. you know. It gets you ready for the real world, that's for sure. Hey, hey, Scott, when when you went to train with Brett, okay, I just want to touch on 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 the arm wrestling real quick because okay. you're the first guy that ever moves Cleve Dean's arm, aren't you? Wow, I was the first guy to beat Cleve. Yeah, yeah. You see, 
what I me and Hawk went to a tournament in Detroit in nineteen eighty one. Yeah, and and, and Cleve Dean showed up, and this dude was massive. He's six 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 or six eight six ten, about six twenty five, and I mean just absolutely his forearm was bigger than my like my thigh. And he actually competed in the World's Strongest Man contest at one time as yeah. well. Yes. A couple times. So anyways, when that day, like the third round, he I arm wrestled him and he beat me and he laughed at me. Wow. <laughs> and it pissed talk went nuts. And yeah. I just, you know, I was pissed. So I, I came through all the way through the back door and there we were at the finals, you know, and uh, needless to say, he beat me again, you know, and he didn't laugh the second time. He knew I was pissed. So I was through the, through the period of the next five years, I kept arm wrestling. The next time I arm wrestled, it took about 30 seconds for him to beat me. Then the next time, it took him about a minute and a half. And then the last time before I ended up beating him in Vegas, it was we had a legendary match for like three and a half minutes. Oh, wow. And the only reason, and he won, but he had my hand in a losing position gotcha. for over a minute. And so I got beat, you know. And then I, I stepped away from arm wrestling for two years because the movie Over the Top was coming out with the biggest arm wrestling tournament ever. Yep. And that's when I started training. Again, I mean, unbelievably training. And I spent two years in the gym just waiting to get, you know, face-to-face with that son of a gun. And the fourth round of the world tournament, biggest tournament ever, was me against him. And, uh, you know, they, we locked up. And you could just, everybody in the room knew. He knew. He looked at me like he just. Oh just, shit! You no, know, and I <laughs> yeah. just pounded him. Boom! One second. Bam! Competitive. And uh, place went nuts. You know, first time anybody ever beat him. Yeah. And so then he come through the back door in Vegas, and he pounded everybody, and then it was him and I in the finals, and uh, same deal. I popped him, and then uh, that was it for my arm wrestling career. Because when I you know, I traveled with the movie over the top. Yeah. New Japan approached me and they offered me a deal. I talked to Hawk. I said, the New Japan a good company. He says, Scott, you don't take that contract, I'll kill you. He's that... been trying to talk me into wrestling for yeah. years. Yeah. And so, you know, I stepped away from arm wrestling. I started to uh, figure I needed to, to get a career going. And it was the best thing, you know, arm wrestling. I wish I could go back to it, you know. I've had yeah. some career or some injuries during my career in wrestling, you know, Blew all pecs, I blew all triceps, biceps, and it just you know, it's not. Uh, I, I'd love to go back, but it just ain't the cards. No, uh, well, no. But I mean, I'm good. You know, I can't endure a lot of matches the same yeah. day. When I train train up good and hard, I'm you know my hand and wrist is you know world class. But yeah. these dudes are they're they're monsters, man. Hey. It, it's it's no joke. I mean, when you get in. The, with the top guys, it's it's crazy. They're crazy good. Yeah. When when is that when uh, did, did did Hawk hook you up with Brad after that, or did New Japan well, do that? New New Japan did. Yeah, you know, that's right. Of course they Brad did. Were best buds, you know. Yeah, and I wanted to. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I was just, I, I just, it just made me think of, of, of Masa's passing, and I know you guys were close, and it just, you know, I don't know if you want to mention oh. mention that at all. Masa was. He, he he made my career. He yeah. he told me when I come to Japan, he says, you trust me, Scott? And I says, I do. He says, you listen to me. And he says, I'll take you, brother. Right to the top. As long as you want. 
And as long as Moss was there, I was I was his guy, man. And I mean, he he never lied to me. And you know, if that doesn't work in this business. Yep. I mean, Moss was a a friend. He you know he was my sensei, man. I mean, he taught me everything. You know, when I went in the, to New Japan, my first debut match, I wrestled a six man tag with Brad Reagan and Bad News Brown. Yep. Wow. And we went against Ricky Chosh, who was the IWGP champ. And Hossie and Kinsky were the tag champs, IWGP yep. tag champs. And I went in there, and they told Masa told me, he says, just take them out. <laughs> and I had I had the tag champs knocked out cold. Both. And I couldn't catch Shoshu anymore. Right. I mean, he was have none of it. <laughs> what about but anyways, when you, Sorry, go ahead, yeah. By the end of the... End of the week, you know, Moss is telling me, put these guys through the floor. Mm-hmm. He says, you know, just take them out. Yeah. And I was, you know, I says, man, this is crazy over here, you know. So I'm taking these dudes out. Nobody wanted to wrestle me the last night of the tour. So Moss got pissed at all Japanese boys. He says, hell, he said, F you, I'm 50. I'll, I'll, I'll wrestle them. Yeah. So me and Moss went out and had a hell of a match. And then years later, when Moss retired, he picked me for his retirement match. Oh, wow. That, that was an honor, brother. Yeah. In Japan, that just like, and it's like, to me, it's like, that was unbelievable. Yeah. And, and you know, it was a hell of a match. It was a, a huge affair. You know, it was just a yeah. big deal what he did for me through my career. And he put me over this. Wow. Yeah. Retirement match. I mean, this guy was, he did for me what, no one else could have possibly. That's why I always stayed true to Japan. I was never going to lose my Japan deal, you know? Yeah. Everybody says to me, Scott, you didn't get a good run in the States. But I got the best run in Japan. I mean. And you had a yeah. hell of a run in the States. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Well, I did. I, you know, I, I feel like, and I don't feel I was cheated by, out of anything. I was involved with, with the, the biggest <laughs> heel group that ever happened, yeah. man. I mean, it was awesome. I mean. And, no, I get that a lot from fans. I, I just did a deal this week on, with New Japan out in Long, uh, Long Beach. Yep. And the fans all said, God, I wish you'd have got a better run with WCW. I said, man, Eric Bischoff was awesome to me. Yeah. They took care of me so, I mean, and- people don't understand how, you know, I mean, there's one Goldberg, there's one Scott Hall, there's one Kevin Nash, there's these top stars, one Hulk Hogan, and... That takes a lot of time. You and, know what I'm saying? <laughs> and you were such a huge it, star in Japan, Scott, that you made you made WCW a lot of money in that WCW New oh, Japan deal. Huge oh money. Brother, we took that. Uh, when, when I went, when we took New or NWO to New Japan. Yeah. Uh, you know when you've been there when you yep. go to Japan, they got pr- a press conference. You usually do sometimes outside in, in the runway, you know, yep. or the uh, stage claim, whatever. When I came there with New J- N- NWO, there was five, six hundred reporters there. It was absolutely, I've never seen anything like it. Yeah. When I got to the hotel at Keo Plaza, the whole lobby was full. Hundreds of people in NWO shirts. The next morning, when I got up to go to, you know, you take the bus to, to the matches, they got the, the, you know, this huge touring bus that's, Top notch, and it's painted NWO's got all of our pictures on it. Yeah, I mean this place went yeah. nuts. The memorabilia they sold over there was just absolutely insane. So the NWO was huge in Japan. You know, we had a little fraction over at Chono. 
Hero Tenzan. You know, Jeff Farmer was doing the NWO sting over. And he over. He time. was over. Huge. I Hey, you know, because like he wasn't really used to that good on the state side, but when I went over there and teamed with him at the Osaka Dome, uh, Scott, he was a way bigger yeah. star than I was in Japan. <laughs> well, you know, he put his time in there, and yeah. you got to earn it with these them people, you know? Yeah. And six you know if you'd have wrestled the japan circuit for a little while you'd have been right there with all the time oh I, I had my little run there but it just like he was he i was just like trying to uh like acknowledge that you know he got got himself over cool. damn good over there yeah oh yeah jeff did a jeff did a hell of a job over there man i mean he, he, he jeff was a good hand and he, you know masa loved him too brother yeah so yeah new japan was a good company to work for I, you know i Getting back together with them this last weekend, you know, they brought me in for a sign-in and meet-and-greet. Yeah. And it was awesome seeing all the new talent. That They got a hell of an office going right now, man, and they're, they're kind of invading Vince over here, brother. <laughs> they sure that are. That show they had Sunday was absolutely lights out. Yeah. I was going to have that crowd from start to end. Yeah, they did. I was going to ask you, Scott, so obviously with New Japan, your relationship there has been over 25 years. Would you say the craziest time of your career was when the NWO was so insane you were kind of doing double duty back and forth? Yeah, that was tough. I mean, you know, when when you when you fly back after a three-week tour and, and your boss in the States, Bishop, puts you on the back of a freaking Garbage, garbage truck, thirty-five below zero. Yes, in Cedar Rapids, <laughs> Iowa. <laughs> what a rip! Yeah. Yes, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> that was crazy, brother. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, you know, I was I was lucky because when I went to Japan, we had sold our houses. Business was awesome. When I came to WCW, I started right at, at Monday Nitro. First Monday Nitro, I wrestled March. It was just light yeah. down, brother. So I was part of a lot, you know two groups that. Really good times. I mean, I really came into business at a lucky time. I mean, right place, right time. And I'm super grateful for it. You know, Hawk always says, hey, they opened a door. I said, they opened a door. You know, I was perfect time. You see, I would yeah. walk through it. And everybody does. Yeah, you, know? you did. But, you know, we had a, we had a, I mean, you know, you came out of WWE and you went to New Japan or to a WCW. I mean, you you came from hot stove to hot stove. You know what it's all about. Sure. And, and it's, it's just, you know, we and, were in the right place at the right time, and we had yeah. a great run. And I was fortunate because, on, like, that was, uh, t- speaking of Masa, Masa was the one, one that brought me to New Japan for the New Japan uh, Super Junior Tournament, and then I got hired by WWE, like, at the same time. So I was real great. Awesome. Yeah, I was so fortunate, you know. And it was tough because, you know, I always thought I was going to end up in Japan you know, Japan with my style and everything. But anyways. Sure. I, you know, yeah. that style was really strong in Japan. Yeah. But, you know, hey, it works here too, brother. And I mean, Ace. how many years you, you had a hell of a run? I mean, I'm very grateful. Was. Yeah. I'm very grateful. Yeah. You know, I cut my own run, my own run short, you know. So, but this isn't about me. <laughs> hey, Scott. <laughs> Scott, yeah. uh, you know, I was just thinking of – um of the stuff you did with Vern and like, and um, like I kind of dug the the stuff you did with with, with uh, Nord. To be honest with you, I kind of like that stuff. Oh, brother! But that was crazy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I realize Nord's nuttier. Yeah, he is. The rest of the time, more he is in the ring. I mean, yeah, we had a you know that 
the the lumberjacks probably would have been all right. <laughs> but uh, you guys definitely could stand alone in there. Like I can't like like legitimately like no one could in the, in the business could <laughs> touch you guys no, I mean, if yeah, it was real. Yeah. I was about three sixty at that time, and yeah. I was just I mean I was horse strong, and John was just absolutely off the chart, man. He yeah. was crazy. Yeah, he was. I remember we wrestled the Texas Hangman. Yeah, they were good. And, uh, they're a couple pretty good sized yeah. guys. And old John hit that ring. You know, they they introduce us, and I come out, and I'm thinking John's behind me. <laughs> John ain't nowhere. I, I get to the ring, I turn around, and I said, "Where the hell's John?" And the, the hangman in the ring, and I'm going, "Oh gosh, I'm at the best of a handicap match." Yeah. And all of a sudden, the curtain opens up, and Nord comes running down the the way they're just doing the introduction introductions. And he high boots one, and he high boots the other one. He ties the one up on one end of the side of the ropes and yeah. the ropes, and takes the other one, ties them in the other side. Then he starts hitting the ropes and high booting the daylights out of these guys. These would say they took them <laughs> off the ropes and they, let, they dropped, and that was it. <laughs> and that was at the St. Paul Civic Center, the yeah. first time they were back there in years. Oh, jeez. So, yeah, John was off the chain, man. Hey, how was that? Hey, th- Scott, I, I was wondering... How much weight you lost when you went through Brad's camp? I went down probably about 30 pounds. I mean, wow, that's not bad. Of, well, he ran us right in the ground, though. I mean, he sure did, man. Believe me, I was trying to get it all back on. I mean, I, n- I never backed away from the table much, but Brad's camp was tough. I Real mean, he tough. made you earn it. Yep. And me, you know, Brad, he loved Humbling with me, and he loved wrestling with me on the mat. Yeah, and I mean, I wasn't a you know a trained wrestler, and this dude's a Olympian. Yeah, and I mean, he would ride me into the ground. I mean, I just fighting for my life, and I mean, he's kind of playing with me a little bit. Yeah, but there's a few breaks in there where I I put it on his ass a little bit, but that was an that's one of the toughest guys I've ever mixed with. I mean. Him, Ming, and I don't know anybody. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I mean, that was one bad dude. And, I mean, and, you know, he made you work. And that's what, you know, prepared you. You know, the, the, people don't understand, you know, we're big guys and everybody's in there running around. But your conditioning, you better have wind. I mean, you yes. better have some cardio in you. And they don't they don't get it, you know, the, how hard we got to work for yeah. To wrestle a twenty-minute, thirty-minute match, it, you know, especially with the nerves and everything else going on, you blow up sometimes, and it's tough. Yeah, how about that? Brad would have the—he had this big log, and it was waterlogged half the time, and you'd have to pick it up and do these drills with it. You'd bend over each side and then run the through the legs. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And flip it. Yeah, I—I flipped that thing so many freaking <sighs> times, and then right after you got done doing that, he'd pull you over on the mat. So yeah. He puts you in the the, the the start position. I'd be down, and he'd want everybody to try to try to break me. you down. Yeah, get me down. Then Brad would come in and put the old front face lock on you, and just try to break your head. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, he was he was a tough dude, man. He put you. He made you earn it through camp. Yeah. There's no question about it. He put he Thank put you. he put Vader through through like he had this makeshift like little framing of this toilet like outside yeah. and. Vader went right through it. Like, he was pummeling <laughs> yeah. him. <laughs> yeah. Well, Scott, yeah, Brad, Brad and uh, Vader had Brad and Scott Steiner to worry about. Oh, that's right. Neither one. Yeah. 
Yeah, so well, Scott yeah, Vaderhead, you know, he he came out of it pretty humble. I'll tell you. While we're talking about conditioning, obviously we know the conditioning you needed for professional wrestling, but you mentioned earlier about training nonstop for arm wrestling for a couple of years. You're one of the only people in the world we can ask about this. What kind of training did you do to become an arm wrestling champion? Was it all like anaerobic, max weight type of stuff? It's got to be drastically different than professional wrestling. Well, what I did is I did three days a week. I I would do chest and tries, just max it up. Then I'd do back and shoulders. I'd max it up. Then I'd do legs, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And then Tuesdays and Thursdays, I would do form and gripping. Mm exercises and uh that was crazy because I, I had a grip machine at the viking gym this is back in the day now yeah that you, you get loaded up with you know 400 pound plates and i mean to do it once was pretty hard you know and i would click that thing for sets of 30 you know and uh i was doing hammer curls with i mean i had to bring in an olympic dumbbell bar to get enough weight because the 150s weren't heavy enough. Shit. I was doing hammer curls with, you know, like 225. Oh, my God. Wow. It like... was insane, man. I mean, but, you know, Cleve Dean was insane. I mean, the guy just flattened me out. And, I mean, I was flattening everybody out. And then once I got to the point where I was really challenging Cleve, and then all of a sudden this big turn that came up, I said, I'm just going to concentrate on this. Yeah. And I'm beating that son of a bitch. Yeah. And during that time, I, I would, I traveled to Australia. I traveled uh, to Japan with, with the movie over the top promoting the, these things. And I was traveling with Johnny Bezink. Oh, that, yeah. Right now, the best arm wrestler in the world. Hmm. I, I, I beat Johnny in competition three times and played with him and training all the time. I mean, wow. I, I used to just crush him. It wasn't even, it wasn't even a competition. So when I left arm wrestling, I, in my heart, and a lot of people to this day that, you know, you know, arm wrestling purists, they know it. Yeah. Um, and to be honest, Johnny even knows it. I mean, you know, he's, when they always talk about the top super heavyweights, he's always the one that brings me into the fold. Gotcha. Because, you know, I left after 10 years. Hey, did you ever did did you ever run across uh, uh, Gary Goodridge arm wrestling? Sure. Yeah. Gary was a Gary was yeah. Gary's a great guy. Yeah. He he had nothing for me. Uh, (laughs) It was just well, I I saw one second deal. I saw I saw him beat Cleve Dean, but that was when Cleve Dean came back, and he wasn't like in anywhere near. No, he was. That was in the later years. Yeah, he was weighing like four thirty, four forty, and he and he that, was nothing like he was. Right when he was, I mean, his traps were like my shoulders. Uh-huh. He was absolutely enormous. Yeah, and and he was an athlete. I mean, the guy played football, a fullback in high school football. I mean, he was like a two hundred seventy-five pound fullback in high school, and he just kept growing. And I mean, he was, was he a giant? You know. No, I don't think so. He was just a I big old dude, the huh? Same problems that like Andre had. Yeah, you know, through all them years, Cleve never talked to me, and you know, when he laughed at me, I wanted to kill him. I mean, I was <laughs> I serious. I was just pissed. And then years later, uh, 
I did an appearance at a, the World uh, Arm Muscle Terminal in Atlanta, and I ran into Cleve. And Cleve was Cleve was now he's in a wheelchair, right? And and he was gonna he arm wrestled out of a wheelchair. They kind of stood him up at the table and everything. And we talked, you know. And I mean, I, you know, I kind of told him, I said, "Man, you know, you had me going crazy there for." <laughs> I was about ready to, you know, I was coming at you, you know. And I, he says, "Oh man," he says, "Scott," he says, "I just knew that you were the guy that I had to worry about." Yeah, wow. And he said that wasn't disrespect at all. He says, "You know," and I mean, and we talked for probably ninety minutes. It was unbelievable conversation, and mm. it made me feel so good, you know. And we just. You know, we started talking about how much fun we had doing this, and it was just, you know, and Cleveland's a competitor, man. Yeah. It was un- unbelievable. I mean, his record's just obscene. But it was good. Then shortly thereafter, he passed away, you know. And it was, In 2008. You know, it was too bad. Yeah. yeah, it was a while back, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Cleveland was a, that was a handful right there. Hey, man. Brother. Hey, I mean, Scott. And Gary got to a point yeah. in his career. I'm not taking nothing away from Gary. Gary got to a point in his career where he was very dominant, in the heavyweight class, but Gary's hand, I dwarfed it and just crushed yeah. it. And I could, he, it, it, as a matter of fact, I beat Gary one time in training where I didn't even close my hand on him. He just grabbed my hand. And it was just like <laughs> I kept my fingers open and I just, <laughs> so I mean, it was just, it didn't happen. I mean, yeah. and you know, he kind of, he won't give me that acknowledgement. You know what I'm saying? Oh, really? Because he, yeah, he had a long point, run in Japan, yeah. and he kind of, you know, I mean, that's my deal. The World Arm Wrestling Champion, all that, and, and you know, they always ask Gary about it, and Gary, he, he kind of, you know, I mean, Johnny Brzezink has no problem, and Johnny's the best. You know, he had the best career, longevity, 30-plus yeah. years. He beat so many different guys. Anybody that beat Johnny, he came back and got him. They, they all say he did done the same thing to me. Yeah. Well, the gap that he had would have had to close would have been massive. Just same, probably same thing that I was doing with Cleves. Right. But, but the point that I got to, I was still going. I mean, I could have got better. I mean, seriously. So, I mean, I, I'm just not. You know, I'm just leave it there. But no, Gary got to a point where he he dominated the super heavyweight class. He did a great job. He beat who was in front of him. You just can't, you know, that's all you can do, right? Yeah. You beat who's on the table. And I, and I wasn't, you know, I was out. I was retired, you know, but. Uh, hey, how many guys, yeah. how many guys, and you and I get, you must have gotten sick of it at some point, in the industry, in the business, want to arm wrestle you? All the, all the guys, like. <laughs> like wrestlers? Uh, yes. Like in the locker room? Not many at all. Hardly no. <laughs> No, but like no one would try to stir the shit up between you and this guy. You like didn't you didn't you barn wrestle uh Big Show one time? Big Show I was playing uh Bill Street with, with Steiner Brothers yeah. and Sting. And Big Show comes up and he grabbed my arm and like into an arm wrestle thing. Yeah. And I had a torn I just got done with a torn bicep. Right. Six months. <laughs> and often he just kinda of hits on me. And I couldn't try to push through that. I was, you know, really, I'd have been back where I was six right. months earlier, you know. But, hey, i tell you what. If I had Big Show on the table yeah. to train him, yeah. that would have been a nightmare. That dude I, definitely could have been a... He'd have been... He, he potentially had more 
potential that Cleve did. Wow. Because oh, he was geez. so much, he was such an athlete. Yeah. Brother, I, I wrestled Big Show in the domes over in Japan, and he kipped up on me. Sure. Yeah, I remember that. And and yeah. then, he, then he stood there with this big, dumb look on his face. Not I didn't mean that show, but he did. No, but you know, yeah. Because he was so surprised he kipped <laughs> up. And I said, you know, and then finally I had to blow just look look at him now well he into his 40s <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and then look at him now well into his 40s the guy's still incredible he's in, in ridiculous shape oh yeah hey. no there's, there's no that, that son of a guy that's that's a that's another wonder right there yeah. brother don't get me wrong i'm telling you i mean i don't know how much we're talking about the business of where we go with it. Yeah. But, you know, he chokeslammed me on Monday Nitro in the middle, one, two, three, one time. Right. And the match was so physical, and, and you know, I took it, you know, I, I didn't back down from Shaw. I went right at him. Right. And, you know, they liked that. So the next time, it was, you know, on the floor. Yeah. So anyways, we're out there, we're bombing away, and I get, you know, crushed into the rail or post or whatever. And I remember show, you know, getting ready to give me the choke slam on the floor. And he grabbed the mat, you know, that big long mat that's outside yeah. every side of the ring. And he flicked it. And it looked like a tornado hit that son of a bitch because it just went flying into the crowd <laughs> like a like a big gust of wind hit yeah. it. And I went, Oh my God, I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> and it was the easiest bump I've ever taken. Yeah, I <laughs> love that. Absolutely. Yeah. I was being played with like I was a 40-pound little child. Yeah. And I wasn't. I was 335 pounds at the time or something. I mean, Jesus. So, yeah, there's a lot of power in that man. So, yeah, he'd have been scary. If, if, if somebody got a hold of him and trained him up, that would have been nightmare stuff. I mean... Because, I mean, I know he didn't do anything for his forearm. His hand was massive and strong. If he'd learned some of the tricks we we do with the condition of a forearm, with all these cables and ropes and little different moves to work all these small areas in your tendons and stuff, I could have turned him into a monster. <laughs> I, I, you know, I would have trained with him. I, I would have sure. To do that, you know, because I mean, that's what it's all about, you know, beating the best. Hey, was there money? In, I, was there money in it, Scott, or did you just do it for the love of it? I loved it. Yeah. The money was wasn't that good, but yeah. when I, you know, I won over the top. It was a it was a decent payday, but uh, and then when I got out of it, what happened with you know that turned into everybody that I talked to, all the old time guys, all the newer guys that I stayed in touch with. They all said, you did the right thing, Scott. You know, you made Absolutely. way, way mm -hmm. better living. You know, if you'd have stayed at arm wrestling, try, you know, you, you know, you've been doing concrete work in arm wrestling. You know, sure. And, you know, we, we had nice runs, you know, and we, we were very fortunate to make the money we made. And, uh, you know, I'm grateful for that. But I, I do, you know, I'd love to see where I'd have ended up two, three years down the line after over the top to yeah. do the, it was. I mean, nobody was even close. I had 29, 28 matches that day, and the, the guy that didn't start to watch six or seven times. It just no time. I mean, mm. I just flat buried everybody, and it was just you know, it was awesome, brother. It was just just an awesome time. 
What's the longest one you had? Please. Yeah, the three, three, three minutes. minutes. Yeah, wow. Oh, my oh, God. Your arm must have just felt like it was going to explode. Oh, my God. Yeah. And then the guy that put the tournament on, he put me up there against Johnny Walker about two minutes later. I says, I mean, God, did you just not see this? <laughs> and uh, Johnny got a win on me, and it pissed me off. I wonder why. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I was... That's like the whole, that reminds me of the whole, like, you know, making the guy, like, do all the squats and the push-ups and getting them all blown up and then getting on the mat with them. Like, and he's a jellyfish. Yeah. yeah. Like what Like what? What happened at the power plant? Yes. be a power plant all the time? Yes, exactly. Hmm. Exactly what that I'm was, talking about, was, Scott. Yep. Oh, I mean, if you, you know, and then come back that night and brag about what you did to these poor guys at the camp. Yeah, that was bullshit. Everybody knew. I mean. If you want to, if you're going to take the guy out of the mat, and you're going to rough him up. When he's when he's 100, percent then if you did it, you know, okay. But that wasn't no badge of honor. That was that was bull. Nope. I want hey, to know. Yeah, go ahead. With all your years in wrestling, why have you never had an action figure? Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's just it, I've I've been puzzled about that. I it's got a guy time. that made some. I just it blows me away. It's like, you know, in Japan, when you wrestle in Japan, you pretty much got to realize that you're going to work these big, long matches and the title matches and all this stuff, but they're still pushing the Japanese. Yeah. So pretty much 80% of what you do is clip clip on the floor. Yeah. They cut it. I wrestled a match. Me and Jeff Farmer wrestled Mike Barton and, and uh, Jim Steele. It was about a 56-minute match, and it was absolutely from them two guys were phenomenal. Jeff worked so great with Jim Steele, and me and Mike Barton were just like Mike Barton is Bart Gunn, everyone. Yeah, Mike Barton's a stud. Brother. Yes, he is. <laughs> and I'm not kidding you. And I, this is the first time I said, "Tiama, I want this tape." It was that good of a match. I said, "I want this tape. I got to watch this match again." He gave me the tape. They played 90 seconds on TV. That happened all the time. Yeah. And oh. that that's what happened. You see, so for people, if they're not absolutely in Japanese wrestling and have these VHSs, it doesn't get back here that much. You get the, the magazine stuff and so on and so forth. But you're a huge star in Japan, and they weren't doing action figures. And so... It's about time for a Scott Norton action figure, don't you think, Jimbo? Yeah, Figures Toy Company. They make all these legends. They made uh, Just Incredible. They're doing uh, Francine now. They should definitely contact you and make you one. We should send them this clip. I would love yeah. if they did because, yeah. I mean, uh, I got a lot of people ask me about that. I mean, and I, I, it wouldn't hurt. You know, I mean, you know, my wife says, I don't understand why the hell that happened. I, you know, and she's she's asked Eric that same question. Eric, you know, starts he gets nervous around my wife. Yeah, <laughs> I don't blame her. Don't blame, yeah. Me neither, man. <laughs> Scott, you leave it to us. Uh, social media yeah. is a powerful thing. I think we could work yeah. something. We're gonna get this handled. Right, okay. Hey, so hey, we're uh, we're getting ready. we're getting toward the end of the show, and uh, let's anything you guys wanna. Um, are you, excited, here? are you excited for this match with you, Buff Bagwell, and Sean at Glory Pro coming up on Are you October kidding 19th? me? 
to get back around the guys, man. Yeah. Hey, I'm telling you what, I just did a, a, a three shots up in Winnipeg with CWE, Canadian Wrestling Elite. I had a blast. I just did it this last week, and I was back with New Japan. I'm happy. In two weeks from t- uh, this weekend, I'm back with Sean and, and Buff. Are you kidding me? This is, you get to look back and you get to look forward. We get, you know, you, you miss this stuff. Yeah. I mean, this is a hell of a, a career and a ride, man. We, we were fortunate. The stuff we got to share with each other and be on the road and the friendships you make. So when you get a chance to get back with your buddies, man, that's, it, God, it's just amazing. You know, it's something I look forward to. You know, Heck, we go so far back, you know, back in the Minneapolis days, Eddie Sharkey stuff and yep. all this stuff. You know, I mean, it's just, it's a great reunion. And you get to have them all the time when we do these signings and stuff. You get to hook up with the boys. I got to see Ming last night, or sun, Sunday for the Sunday, first time yeah. in 10 years. And I, I damn near started crying. Mm. I mean, I love that dude. Me and him are, yep. we have so many memories of these matches, wars we had in Japan that were just... Unbelievable! I went to Ming and I said, "Ming, I said these kids are really doing. They're really something else, man. They're really good." He said, "Yeah, but they didn't do it like me, and you did it." Yeah. And he looked at me, and I mean, he was serious. I go, "Yep, you're damn right, Ming." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man! Hey, I tell you what, that dude's still a, he's a <laughs> Ming's for real, brother. Yeah, he but is. You know, when you get around to see the guys, you know, I've been around Scotty a lot in the past. I, I see Kevin. I get to see the guys. You know, and we have a good time, man. It's just, it's a lot of fun, you know. It's a little reunion. It's, you know, we're having fun in the ring. You know, I'm sure we're not going to burn the house down like we used to, but we're going to entertain them good. We're oh, we're going to we're gonna crush it, Scott. We're going to kill it, man. Don't, yeah, yeah don't worry. <laughs> oh, I, 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 we're going to kill it, all right? Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll have some good times. Huh. It'll, it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, man, I look forward. I can't wait to see you, man. It's been a little bit too long. Oh, it be great, Sean. <laughs> yeah. It's always I got a picture on my Facebook that when I was poked my head through the curtain, you you got it too. Yeah, we're we're I think we're in uh, San Antonio about yeah. five six eight years ago. Yeah. and uh, every time I see it, I just smile. Was you know, that Gilbert's got, thing? There's always been a good good vibe with with you, Sean, and everything's yeah, always man. been good. Yeah, so we're gonna have a blast. Hell yeah! Hey, is there anything you want to plug on social media? Do you have merch or did you have a pro wrestling tea store yet? I do, but, uh, you know, everything's getting redone here because yeah. I got, I'm just, I finalized the book about a year ago. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about that real and, quick. And, you know, it's called Scott Norton Strong Style, and it's yeah. about my life story and everything. And uh been working about getting it published, and I finally got, you know, we finally got, we're, we're, it's going to end up, beginning the next year, it's going to happen, and uh I'm super excited about it, so... I really haven't, you know, I'm gonna, when I, everything hits, and hopefully one day I step back in the ring over in Japan, and it's all kind of kind of come together at the same time, and uh, it'll be good, brother. Nice. I mean, I'm just kind of buying my time right now, trying to time everything out, and you know, I'm staying busy as I can in the ring, and uh, but next year's gonna be a big year for me. It's gonna be a lot of fun, you know, and I mean. Stepping away from this for good is really going to, you know, it's going to be tough because I, I love it. Yeah. I love everything about it, all the guys, everything we get to do, you know, the friendships, 
you know, competing, entertaining, yeah. showing what you got. It just, you know, we get to, we've done it. You know, we, we yeah. got that extra, you know, you know, it's just, it's, it's special, you know, and, yeah. and, you know, I miss it. And so like next two weeks from now, when I see Sean and Marcus, we're going to blast, you know, and this whole career was great. You know, it's tough. It's hard on you. Mm-hmm. Wrestling's hell, brother. Mm-hmm. It yeah. puts your body, it tests you through every strength of your being and people you push through, you know, and, and you know, the, the tough ones survive and the guys that can, you know, just keep coming back for more and more. Well, mm-hmm. once you start, you know, you get to the other end of it and you, you just keep coming back for more and more. Yeah, you know, man. You stay the same. So yep. we don't change. We just, you know, you got, <laughs> but you got to say enough's enough. But you're a testament to what happens when you stay in great shape, you treat people the right way, and, and look at you now, you're still doing it. And so kudos to you. I think a lot of people can take lessons from that. Yeah, well, thank God I'm still, you know, able to, you know. And I mean, I enjoy it. You know, I'm, I mean, there's going to be, you know, a year or two down the line, there's going to be a lot of replacement surgery going on over here, too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm worried, you know, at least I wore it out. I didn't rust it out. Right on. Yep. Hell yeah. Hey, and, uh, you know, we all got our aches and pains, but uh, that's that's just part of it. Everybody can complain and complain and complain about that, but it ain't get you nowhere. No. Plus, for me, I mean, it was all it was all worth it, Scott. Every single bit of it, it man. Yep. I'm so. telling you, brother. I mean, I've worked some matches where you know, career ending or season ending injuries in the NFL. We work right through them. Yeah. And I mean, number of them. And people just don't understand us, you know. But that's how we go. That's how we roll, brother. Yep. And uh, but yeah, next year's gonna be a real exciting year for me. Me and Cameron have a blast with this, and uh, I'm really looking forward, you know, to life after wrestling a little bit. You know, get myself back healthy and kind of tune it down a little. You know, just doing the meet and greets and stuff. But. Yeah. Uh, I am still looking forward to getting in the ring, especially a couple of weeks from now. Yeah. Well, I look forward to seeing you there, my friend. And thank you so much for taking the time today, Scott. I love you very much, man. Uh, I can't wait to see hey, you. Hey, brother. <laughs> it's, 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 Sean, you're, you've been a really, really great friend for a long time. Thanks, brother. man. Thanks. You, you know, that this is just, this has been a pleasure for me. I mean, this, you know, Sean, <laughs> this stuff, you know, you, you want to do it as much as you can. So anytime I can mix with a guy like you and and talk, you know, the business, and it's it's awesome, brother. Yeah. So this is great. I mean, down the road, just, you know, the next, when my book comes out, I, let's do it again. Absolutely. Okay? Oh, yeah. yeah. Sounds good. Thank you, Scott. Thank you, man. Scott Norton, brother. everyone. Yeah. Yeah, yeah all right. Man. All right. Hey, have a great day, brother. You too, my friend. A couple weeks, okay? All right, man. Bye. Lou is restless. She wants to get All right. All right. Well, hell of a show. Should we wrap it up, I guess? Follow Sean on Twitter at TheRealXPOC. Use the hashtag XPOC12360. We are so close to 1,000 subscribers, guys. So go to our YouTube where you're watching right now and subscribe. And we're going to have some ideas with some new content and like some different things I got in mind. We got to change some things up around here. So, uh, anyways, uh, love you guys. We'll see you next week right here on XPOC 12360 on AfterBuzz TV, Westwood One, and the Jericho Network.
from executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, Sean Waltman, producers Mark B. Donica, Jimbo Frank, and the entire Xbox 12360 staff. We would like to thank you for tuning in. Like us on Facebook, rate and comment on iTunes and YouTube. Follow Xbox on Twitter at the Real Xbox and email us at xbox12360show at gmail.com. The Westwood One Podcast Network.